0: Deuteronomy 11 through 16, continues Moses' farewell addresses to our ancestors, actually the second of three. The portion begins with the word re'e, see, as in see I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The big idea is that we all have a choice Every day of the week, and in every stage of our lives, that word si re is in the singular, meaning you, each of you, each of us, even when facing the very same reality, have a choice, blessing or curse, life or death. You know the ability to make moral choices i think is one of judaism's greatest gifts to the world it's also one of the most important differences between human beings and animals animals i love dogs i know some of you love cats animals will always act based on instinct and self-interest but we humans have the ability to think about the consequences of our options and our actions first. The ability to choose the good for the greater good is something only humans can do. And this is this week's prescription in the Torah for a healthy civilization. Put differently, our humanity depends on our ability to bestow humanity on others. When there's no right or wrong, only instinct, self-interest, society, any society is doomed. And did you know that we're approaching the one month mark before Rosh Hashanah with Rosh Chodesh Elul, the new month of Elul, this Thursday evening, we're supposed to start an accounting of the soul, a cheshbon HaNefesh, a personal inventory on our own moral discernment. I think one of the great errors prevalent in recent times is something called moral relativism. The thinking goes like this. Everyone's entitled to his or her opinion. There's no right or wrong. What's true to you may be false to me. Each person has a right to his or her position. Of course everyone has a right to his or her position. But being human from a Jewish perspective is about more than rights. It's about our obligations to others and differentiating gradations of sins. In matters of law, I'm not a lawyer, I see a bunch of them. That's why there are misdemeanors and felonies. For not all sins, mistakes, or crimes are the same. Now, there's certainly room for gray in many matters, and it's true that two or more opposing Jewish opinions can still be right. Let's take keeping kosher, for instance. An Orthodox Jew may claim it's necessary to wait six hours after eating a meat meal in order to partake of a milk dish. A conservative Jew may say three hours is sufficient a reformed Jew may argue that keeping kosher you could do that but it may be about something bigger like remembering to give thanks for whatever we eat and sanctifying mealtime no matter what you choose to eat in the area of ritual like whether you want to wear a yarmulke or not as I am or when it comes to taste in style, there is no moral right or wrong. I'll teach you a quick Hebrew expression, it's a rhyming jingle. And what it means is in matters of taste, there is no right or wrong. Each person is entitled to her or his own preference. But that's not what the Torah is talking about this week. The Torah's realm is morality. And in the moral realm, there is often no room for gray areas. Certain things are either right or wrong. There's no in-between or rationalizing things away, like the killing of innocent people, the enslavement of others, or comparing whatever your sins are to someone else's. When the Torah says this week, Re'ei Anochi noten lif nechem hayom, C, I set before you today a blessing and a curse, you have to choose A or B. There's no C, D, E, or F because C, D, E, and F are outside the parameters of the right and the good. It's as simple as A is right, B is wrong. That's it. The 15th, he was actually born between the 15th and 16th centuries, the great Italian rabbi, and biblical commentator Sephorno, this is what he said about this. Be careful that you're not like others who create gray areas when the choice is not relative. An amazing rabbi from 50 years ago, a blessed memory from the Philadelphia area, Sidney Greenberg, states it even more relevantly. He writes, when you go to a surgeon For a serious operation, you don't want someone who is relatively knowledgeable, relatively skilled. When you need a lawyer to protect your rights, you don't engage someone who's in that gray area between the well-trained and the relatively well-trained. And when someone is put in jail for committing a crime, You should not be satisfied to know that six members of the jury thought he's guilty and four thought that he's innocent. To put it simply, the Torah is not talking about your taste or preference. The Torah is saying not all, but in most areas of morality, there is right and wrong, truth and lies, good and bad, and we're all accountable. So no one can say therefore, maybe Hitler was right, maybe he was wrong, it all depends on your point of view. Whether a person is Jewish or another religion, whether a person lives in Memphis, Ukraine, the West African nation of Niger, Tel Aviv or the West Bank, the maiming, torture, rape of innocent civilians is always evil, evil is evil. Condemn it, the Torah commands. Don't try to explain it or defend it. Now, fortunately, daily life doesn't center around those kinds of scary and violent offenses, but for every person in this chapel, life does present ongoing choices of right and wrong. So this week, God says... See, I set before you today, not back then, but today, a blessing and a curse. Take your pick. To live is to choose. I have two points tonight. That's point one. My second and final point to glean from this week's Torah portion on this Shabbat Re'eh is gonna be briefer, and it's a different idea. What we see or choose, depends on how we see. Two people can look at the very same situation. One will see in it despair. The other will see opportunity. One will see in it life. Another may see death. One may see in it challenge, the other hopelessness. The same reality that discourages one person can somehow bring out the best in another person. So on this Sabbath that reminds us to live is to choose, let's think hard, yes, about the choices we've been making as we head towards Rosh Hashanah, but let's also reflect on how we choose to respond to whatever life throws our way. And I wanna share how I learned this truth again this week from one of you, an adult temple member who shared her resilient childhood story with me through this mini essay I will excerpt. She writes, the bathroom was hot. That's what I remember the most from my five-year-old self squeezed between the pipes of the sink and the floor. I could hear my sister screaming from the beating she was getting in the next room. I wanted to save her, even at that age. But self-preservation dictated I stay quietly, pressed against those pipes, holding my breath, and saying the simple prayer my older sister had taught me. God, find us, see us, and save us. It was simple but powerful. And I would say it to myself many times while growing up. When I think of Zion, this brave woman said to me and wrote to me, I think of a spiritual place shared by the mind and heart. It's a place where one makes a holy life, regardless of what is going on outside. Or what is happening to the body. Growing up as an abused child, I learned early on that the body truly is a vessel. It can be guided into Zion, but there is much work to be done. Abusive families are built on generations of fear and trauma. Spirituality, on the other hand, is built upon love and trust in God. I felt that love before I ever knew what God meant. Oddly, the dangerous form of love my parents taught me differed greatly from that which was growing in my child mind. I started researching various religions at that young age, and I latched onto Judaism as my hope my potential Zion, even before I knew the term. Fast forward far too many years, and I have found a physical Zion in Temple Israel, which has in turn helped me find a spiritual Zion. My Zion, she ends, is filled with sunshine. It is a place where when old childhood injuries cause me pain, God's love can wash them away. It is my escape and my hope of hopes. Zion can be found through the darkest path as long as one is willing to set aside the darkness and find the courage to let in the light. As this brave and beautiful congregant and as this week's Torah portion teaches, we can all choose the light. Amen.